You're tuning into Prison Prophets, songs and stories from the heart of the penitentiary. Well, their job, which they believe, is to make sure that you understand authority and who's in authority. We're holding power over the people that we, you know, a hundred years ago, a few hundred years ago, enslaved. They still have a sense of entitlement. Um, that is not true. All white people have, have privilege. white privilege. Because we already understand. Stay safe. Because I understand any wrong move, and it could be the last move. That's right. And I was struck by the uh, realization that I'm this white dude sitting here singing this song. Howdy, everyone. This is Brian Farrow, your editor for Prison Profits. Things seem to be changing rapidly every week, every day, and we've been thinking that now is the time to get the men we work with message and music out. The things we've been talking about in our country lately are things these men have been living with for some time. In this episode, we'll be talking about power and authority. Stick around for the end to catch a special track called I Can't Breathe by Cody Stalldragger. And now our hosts... August Terrier and Warren Smith. You said something very interesting to me um, earlier. You said that there's an expectation that uh, because you are someone who has spent time in prison, and you know, obviously now you're a free man, you're out here, but that the parole agent expects you to be docile. They expect you to understand respect authority. It's mainly about authority and and with the prison, in prison and out of prison. Now, I'm not agreeing with them, but I do, playing devil's advocate, see their point because I was a rule breaker and I didn't respect authority. But it's to the total extreme on parole and prison. They are going to make sure, or their job, which they believe, is to make sure that you understand authority and who's in authority, which and who's in power. It's really about power. Yes. I have power over you. I'm an authority over you. So you have to listen to me, or you will go back to prison. And once you realize that I've had had people, other guards tell other guards, uh, Warren's all right. He's a good guy. What they mean is Warren knows that we're in charge. Mm-hmm. Now, Warren knows when I say lock it in, he's going to lock it in. Warren understands that I run this, and he doesn't give me a problem about running it. You know. Now, they don't know what Warren is thinking, but they do know that if they say take it in, Warren is going to take it in. And once that happens, navigating through the prison system and through the parole system is much easier because, again, it's about authority and power. And once they say, okay, he knows I have the power, then he's all right. We're going to go break a man who thinks that he has more power than me over his life. Yes. 
you understand what I'm saying, so. And, I mean, I think it bears saying, well, first of all, I break rules. I kind of do it all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily respect authority, and yet I'm a white woman, and I have never been scooped up and sent to prison, right? And that the people in this country, in the United States of America, the people who those folks you're talking about, the DOC or uh, the parole agents, are holding power over are often, one, black and brown people, two, often people who come from low-income communities or underserved communities, right? So in a way, that seems to me as like we're holding power over the people that we, you know, a hundred years ago, a few hundred years ago, enslaved. And also the people that we can get away with holding power over. Which, and that's funny to say because that's exactly what I believe. And even when I see um, white males that are incarcerated, that are wearing the same uniform as I was wearing, they still have a sense of entitlement. Like um, if the prison guards tell them to say, if he says, I'll use lock it in lock it in and we're not supposed to go in because it's till nine he say lock it in at 8 30 a white guy will say well why like tell me something tell me why i gotta go in because i'm supposed to be out till nine whereas and he might get a response or he might not it depends on the the power struggle of the guard if the guard believes that he's challenging my authority then he might not but that's dependent. Now, for me or for uh, blacks or pe- brown people, people of color, if you ask why are you going in, and a lot of times as, as people of color, we won't ask because we already understand that it's not, they, we already understand, so we won't ask because he ain't going to tell us and it's going to cause something. It's going to cost you. Right. It's going to cost, right. It's going to cost something. If I ask him why, why I got to go in now, it's going to be, uh, the backlash could be way, way more than what it's worth. It's easier to just go in than to stand up and ask. White men will ask. They will question authority because they feel as though that they have a right to know or a right to be out or a right to do whatever they're doing. You know. And, you know, so what we're talking about right now, if there are white people in this country who think they don't have white privilege, um, that is not true. All white people have, have privilege. white privilege. Yes. And this is a good example of it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I can, I can, like, break a traffic law, let's say, driving down the street. And, you know, maybe I'll get caught, maybe I won't. You know, that could be a matter of, some matter of chance of whether or not I get caught. But if you break the same traffic law, maybe you won't get caught, maybe you will. But if we get pulled over, the two of us, it's a lot more likely that you'll be regarded with suspicion or challenged or made to account for yourself or they're going to run your plate, you know, Mm -hmm. in a different way. They're going to run mine. And it may be that I'll get off. I mean, I I might get the traffic ticket. I can totally, that can totally happen. But I don't have that extra burden Mm -hmm. of knowing that if I don't perform complicity and docility, 
I could end up either dead or in prison this very night of my life. Exactly. And even in that situation, like a, a traffic stop is very volatile for, for black men. Like if when you pull me over, I don't I don't ask you why. I just wait. I follow instructions. I don't say, well, why are you pulling me over? I'll wait for him to say, let me get your license. Then I'll, I'll, I'll explain, well, my license is in my pocket, and I'm going to get it. I don't just reach in my pocket and get it. Uh, or let me get the insurance. And after he says, let me get the insurance, that's in the glove compartment. I'm going to go, can, can I? Can I get it? It's not really, I'm going to. I'll ask, can I get it? And that is just how I stay safe because I understand any wrong move and it could be the last move and I think that um I think and it's and it's nothing that anybody taught me I watch shows where people are saying oh well we got to teach them give give these guys like it'll be a black show and they'll be acting like they're giving their son the talk of how to deal with police he don't have to give that talk his son knows from watching. He knows from life. Like, I don't, no one gave me the talk, I, but I know. I know. This is Warren Smith, co host at Prison Prophets, Songs from the Heart of the Penitentiary. We stand in solidarity with the protesters and send out this salvo to the nation. I can't breathe. Written in 2016 by Cody Stoltrager and performed here by Cody and Bernard Lee, both residents of SCI Phoenix in Montgomery County, PA. Please listen to this anthem for our nation from our incarcerated brothers. Same and where we truly 
Here's Cody reflecting on I Can't Breathe and what it means as social commentary for the state of this nation. Little parts here and there, a little piano, little organ, got getting the sounding real good. And um, we were sitting there yesterday morning doing that, got the piano going, got the organ going. And I was struck by the uh, realization that I'm this white dude sitting here singing this song with and for um, black men. You know, a lot of black men. And um, I'm conflicted about, about that. Because in some ways, it doesn't really feel like my song. Like it came through me, but it's, uh, it's not really my experience. I don't feel that social structure brought me to this place. I take responsibility, you know, like all myself for what happened to me. I feel like I had opportunities that a lot of people didn't have before I ended up here. And, uh, at the same time, though, I see how social structure has affected a lot of people in neighborhoods that uh, I didn't come from, and uh, how, it, how it destroyed those neighborhoods, and how it's, it's just killing these families and, and leading all these men to, to this place. And um, this, I guess, is a song of that. Of, of that experience, for that experience. Um, like I said, I'm conflicted about that at times. 
But then one thing I take heart in is the, the fact that you look back and uh, not to really like put myself on the level of, of these guys, but people like Bob Dylan, John Lennon, I mean, even Neil Young, these guys were white dudes and um, singing like epic songs about civil rights struggle and about um, experiences that were not their own. I, I can't imagine that you know, coming from Duluth, Minnesota, that Bob Dylan was a uh, experiencing racism on like a, like a first-hand sort of way, you know, but he saw it. He was able to observe that and express it in powerful, powerful ways, ways that, uh, you know, swept across the nation and people were like, wow, like this is coming from this <laughs> white dude with the bushy hair. <laughs> this is crazy, you know, and, uh, so. Like I said, not to compare myself or put myself on the level of those dudes, but uh, I take heart, you know, from that and see that you can observe. You can observe life and comment on it in powerful ways. You've been listening to Prison Prophets. Thank you to our hosts, August Terrier and Warren Smith, Matt Raymer, our audio engineer, and our special guests, Cody Stalldragger. Big thank you for the Anna Cruz's choir for singing on I Can't Breathe. And thank you to Nick Shan, my very old friend, for the mix on this episode. Stay strong, stay safe. Till next time.